0: Welcome to Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I'm Amy Spreeman. As we've been talking about the local affordable housing situation, there's one group of neighbors in our communities that often have a particularly difficult time, and that is our growing refugee population. Did you know most of them come from the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Central Africa? But two years ago, we began to see many come through the Afghanistan evacuation program. They come to the United States and resettle in northeast Wisconsin, many leaving family members behind, hoping someday to bring those loved ones here to start a new life with them. In this episode, we want to revisit a conversation my co-host Carolyn DeRosier and I had with Tammy McLaughlin, the executive director of World Relief Fox Valley. Back in 2021, she spoke with us about the first several dozen refugees who were just coming to the Fox Valley. I spoke with her recently about what those refugee numbers look like today, two years later. These numbers go by fiscal year, and Tammy said that by September of 2021, World Relief had helped resettle 96 refugees. Well, last year, that number grew to 280, mostly from Afghanistan. And this year, Tammy says they hope to resettle about 300 refugees from the Congo, Afghanistan, and other places around the world. Here's what she had to say back when we first spoke about the challenges these folks face as newcomers to our communities. Well, hello, Tammy. Thanks for joining us. So great to be here. Thank you. Why don't we start with the current situation as we record this conversation, Thanksgiving 2021, uh, because we know that things change weekly, maybe, maybe even hourly. Uh, what can you mm-hmm. tell us about the Afghan families who have already come and uh, those who are going to be coming to the Fox Valley to resettle here? Sure. We are, um, as we approach the end of Thanksgiving, expecting
1: that we will have welcomed 30 Afghans. And that's total. So um, we've welcomed a family of two, a family of three, four, a family of eight. So all represent different um, makeup in terms of family size. Um, All, I think, are very glad to be here and and feeling um, safe. And relief that they are in a place that they can begin um, starting a life. You know, just starting, moving forward. And um, we hope to, or we have planned to have welcomed um, up to two hundred is what we had proposed as part of this resettlement program. Um, and are told that the military bases are anxious for people to be resettled and would like people resettled by mid-February. So we're thinking in between the end of November and mid-February to end of February, we may
2: have what will have welcomed up to possibly 150 more people. Wow, that's incredible, Tammy. I want to ask you about the term refugee because I'm sure most of our listeners have heard that term before, and we probably think we know what it means But can you explain what refugee status entails and how it is different from other forms of immigration? Certainly. First of all, a refugee is
1: someone who's had to flee their country for fear of war, persecution or violence. So many of the people who are in our country or who've who've come to the United States um, are refugees because of having been forced to flee their country. However, the status that they do enter the United States could be different. Some come with the status of refugees, and they have come through our Refugee Resettlement Program, and that's mainly what World Relief Fox Valley is involved in. We contract with the Department of State, and it's basically a refugee resettlement contract, and it tells us exactly everything that we have to do to welcome um, people to our community. And um, what's different about The ref, the status that our Afghan newcomers are coming in as is they are refugees because basically they're they're having to flee their country, however, they are being evacuated out of their country because of the urgency the chaos, the, the terror, and and the, their, their lives are in jeopardy if they stay. So they are being admitted as um, a humanitarian parolee, and that is a status that is used in emergency situations. And um, therefore, the, the different statuses also define the services that are available to them and, um, and how a, a refugee resettlement agency such as us would serve them and what's what's happening though is the parolee status and the refugee status are beginning to look very very similar from an agency point of view in terms of how we are serving them. In our eyes they are people to welcome, to receive, to serve in every way that we can. We hope the community feels that way also. So what what you know whoever they are here or what whatever reason they are here Um, is is still an opportunity for us to serve them.
0: I think uh, for most of our listeners to this podcast, it's hard to put ourselves in their shoes. Tammy, can you help our listeners get a feel for how jarring this would be for people to suddenly need to part with everything and everyone that they've ever known uh, to start a new life where they don't know the language and they don't know their way around many, many challenges. What is that like for them?
1: Sure, Amy. And that's a great question. And I think we'll still learn from this most recent evacuation, you know, what all of the implications are. Certainly anybody who's had to flee their country, you know, and leave everything behind, just think you leave your possessions, you leave people, you leave your education, your status, you know, everything that you've worked toward. Um, has to start over. You have to begin over when you enter a new country. Um, however, with again the um, the Afghan community that we're resettling now, because of the urgency that they had to flee, um, there wasn't any time in between, you know, leaving your country and being set in a brand new country. Um, we were told um, that before um, there was a bombing at Kabul and the Kabul airport, and that's when that's when things took a a quick turn, and and the evacuation um, became much more intensified. We were told before that people were coming with possibly a couple suitcases, had a little time to prepare. After the bombing, people were coming with simply the shirts on their backs. Um, We have one family here who we knew was separated in that bombing. So they still have, you know, one parent is here with a couple children, another parent with some the other children are still in in the airport had to make a quick decision about what do we do and and so we again it's hard to imagine how we or anybody would ever feel ever Um, process, you know, ever know what it's like to start over in that situation. I hope it's something that we as Americans never have to learn, but I do hope that it it helps us to empathize and again, to welcome the people who we are having the privilege of bringing into our community and giving them that hope and opportunity to start over.
0: We're going to take a brief time out and be right back with our interview with Tammy McLaughlin. The Community Foundation for the Fox Valley
1: Region
2: is a great resource for making a local impact while simplifying your charitable giving through a tax-deductible charitable fund. Perhaps you're passionate about certain organizations
1: or want to support causes such as education or pets at the animal shelter, or you're interested in addressing the greatest needs of the community. When you partner with us, we'll
0: share our local knowledge so that you can make a difference today and always. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org.
2: I want to talk now, Tammy, about World Relief Fox Valley, about your organization. Tell us more about what you do and how you help folks make this their new home. We... um first thing that we do is
1: provide vital services and that's really through our refugee um, resettlement um, welcome and we have to find secure and safe affordable housing. we have to furnish the housing, um, provide a warm, um, welcome meal and that is culturally appropriate. Um, if it sounds like this is very descriptive, it is because again, it's a government contract and it's very comprehensive. Tells us exactly what we need to do, and we are monitored on that contract by how well we perform against that contract. And again, it's not a contract to us. It's certainly a guideline of what we need to do. Um, we want to do more than you know, more than that, more than just you know what the basics are, and and that's why we um, depend so um, heavily on our community members to welcome also because they add so much um, to how we're able to welcome but in addition to those um, first you know couple days we we provide next day visits orientations that um, teach people you know this is American way of life this is American culture this is what to expect we help people enroll in um, English classes for the adult learners at the Technical College the young children in schools Appleton and Menasha School District. We connect them with a healthcare provider um, for initial health exams and then long-term you know, healthcare. So we are really, really busy in providing a lot of those services in those first 30, 60, um, 90 days. Um, most of those are, are so people land well, so they stabilize. And then we start working on employment and start doing employment assessments, finding out what they've done before, what their skills are, what they want to do. And then start working towards that, which is, again, a deeper anchor, you know, in providing um, more um, um, skills and, and more assistance um, for people to, to start securing employment and, and start becoming self-sufficient. And then, our, you know, our long-term hope is, is really integrate well and, and do well and, and thrive versus
2: just surviving when they're first arriving. I can empathize a little bit because my husband is an immigrant from a country that's very different from the U.S., um, different climate, different culture, different way of living. And there were so many things when he first came here that were firsts. And they were things that I sort of thought about as basic or things that you know everyone should know that I didn't realize were things that I learned as a result of living here. For example, I remember the first time that he accidentally put silverware in the microwave. And I was like, what are you doing? You don't put silverware in the microwave? And he was like, okay, how would I have known that, right? Um, But there's just so many moments of experience that are so different. And some of them, like silverware in the microwave, are pretty minor, but some of them are huge and really difficult to navigate when you first come here from a very different experience. And Tammy, part of your work involves partnering with faith communities and community volunteers. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Sure.
1: World Relief is a Christian organization. And actually, um, there's nine resettlement agencies. Many of them are faith-based. That's not unusual. And the government acknowledges that. Um, World Relief's model um, uses a church good neighbor team is what we call this model. Um, often churches have established small groups you know, who are already, uh, again, established and um, can start collecting donations and and have a large church support behind them um, and they walk alongside a newly arriving family and it can just really really help um, oh maybe with grocery shopping teaching somebody how to use a washer and dryer just stopping over and, and having communication over a cup of coffee and learning how to converse without either speaking the language um, so that is a model that we use frequently and and we've really um we've we've worked hard at that model and actually all of our um, arriving families have a church to walk alongside of them, but we also have numerous volunteer opportunities also um, for people to get plugged in, just community members of any walk of life who want to be involved in this effort. Um, we have transportation teams, um, again, um, some additional um, grocery shopping teams, last minute teams. Hey, if we found mm-hmm. out somebody needs something really quick, we reach out to that team and, and they'll do whatever that is. Maybe it's Walmart buying a pair of winter boots because it snowed or, you know, those types of things. So um, we do, We we cherish just the relationships we have with all of our community members who want to be a part of this.
0: You know, you you talk about uh, this being a, a government contract for World Relief, Fox Valley, but it sounds to me, from what I'm hearing from you, that uh, this is much more than that. To you personally, that that this is uh, your great joy to serve.
1: It is. And you know, the government, and I we say government because sometimes people don't realize how comprehensive, you know, this program is and there's really a lot of requirements. It's just not a random, hey, maybe we'll do this one day or this one day. You know, it's and 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 it was created, this this process is created by the 1980 Refugee Act, which was approved by our Senate. So it's it's been in place a long time and established long ago. Um, so that's, I think that's part of this conversation is for people to realize that this really is, you know, a program that we adhere to. But when the government created this program, they created it as a public private partnership, they wanted communities to collaborate around these welcome opportunities. And I think that was brilliant on behalf of our government because it not only, you know, welcomes people to a better place and a better community, but it changes our community, which I think is is equally as important in this process to learn what these newcomers have to offer us, you know, to teach us, to enhance our community. So it really it, it's, it works both ways. And that's what makes it so robust and, and such an abundant program.
0: I, I know there are a few uh, Wisconsin communities that are, are kind of key in this operation. How did the Fox Valley become a place to uh, resettle? And uh, and what other refugee groups have already made the Fox Valley their home?
1: Sure. When when a community decides, oftentimes with World Relief, it's a church, you know, a large church community or group of churches who may reach out to World Relief and say, we're interested in this. However, ultimately it is the government's decision. And also we have a state refugee coordinator. The states get very involved in this also. So again, to make sure that that, that the government knows that this is a program that will be very well supported. And they do look at the communities in that respect. And we feel so privileged to, be a part of the, the Fox um, Valley community, we feel that it was such a good choice and, and such a good um, yeah, decision um, to be here because of the support we get from local government, community foundation, um, United Way, in schools, and, and, and all of that is considered in terms of um, deciding to open a resettlement agency there. So it's, um, yeah, we're, we're very thankful that World Relief, is in the Fox Valley. And we are the only um, refugee resettlement agency in the Fox Valley. World Relief Fox Valley opened in 2012. And in the past nine years, we have welcomed over 1,100 refugees. And currently, over 50% of our refugee population is represented by the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, that's, a, that's been a growing population for us, and we continue, we expect that, that population to continue to grow. Um, but we, our other 50%, is just, uh, just a really um, great diverse um, community um, Syrians, Iraqis, um, Burmese, Sudanese. Well, Afghan now is is, is a new, um, we have a, a small Afghan um, population before this, but that certainly will grow. Um, Pakistani. Um, so it just, yeah, it's a really, really diverse um, population and community who we've resettled. And like I said, expect to, to the Congolese and then Afghan with this most recent
2: effort, those two populations to continue to grow in our community. It adds so much richness and vibrance To our community, just to have folks from all over the world here in the Fox Valley. It's wonderful. So, you mentioned that there are 30 Afghan individuals that have now arrived in the Fox Valley. I imagine that is quite a learning curve. How are they acclimating to life here? They are acclimating well.
1: Um, I think, like all refugees, the first emotion we experience is, I'm safe. And um, you know the, this this most recent group, as as we talked about it, were evacuated quickly out of you know Kabul, flown to lily pads is what they're calling them. Their their bases overseas, where they every person went through biographical and biometric screening. If they passed that, they went through interviewing. If they passed that, then they were flown to military bases here, one of eight military bases in the United States, and spent a couple more weeks there, and you know, just, just, you know, okay, I'm safe. First of all, I know this is my new home. Um, I, I can start over, you know, and um, I, I think, you know, the initial emotions as always are just, you know, maybe those, those top emotions. um, I'm sure we will start seeing um, just, just as people process the experience they went through. I don't think they've had time to do that, you know, maybe some of the other emotions that will come from that. Um, many of the families are still concerned about families who are still overseas. And, you know, that's just a whole nother level of, of worry and burden, you know, is, is, is what's going to happen to my family. Will they be evacuated eventually? Um, so a lot of those mixed emotions, I, I don't want to, you know, they're thankful they're here. Um, they see. I know they'll do well. You know, they have young families. I know their children will do well. Just, just so much, you know, opportunity and potential in each and every person who we've welcomed. But there will be a lot to work through, you know, and, and we acknowledge that. And we will learn, you know, with them, hopefully. We know we have great community support and providers who can assist in, in, in areas of those specific needs. And, um, yeah, we will take it every day as it comes and, and, you know, hopefully plan where we can plan ahead. But, you know, we also hold everything loosely. We've learned that throughout this experience Mm -hmm. because things do change and pivot when we need to. And um, yeah,
0: take it day by day. I know one of the things that you do is to find housing, to find homes, uh, whether it's temporary or to uh, maybe look at something a little more permanent. What is the need and and how do you go about finding a, a place for them?
1: Housing has been one of the um, biggest challenges just because of the high number, the volume that we are resettling in a short amount of time. And housing housing is at a premium all over the country, not only the Fox Valley right now. Every time I talk somewhere, you know, media, reach out landlords, if, if you would be willing to work with us, please let us know. So trying to develop new landlord partnerships. Um, obviously, landlords want, it's a business decision to rent to yeah. somebody and you want credit history, you want employment history, um, those type, that type of information that we can't provide on behalf of our clients, but we are finding some landlords who are willing to work with us. And um, we're trying to, you know, give them some, some safety net, also paying double security deposits, you know, guaranteeing a certain amount of rent forward. Um, something that I've, we've also done, which has been unique in this situation, and it's been because of the, the generous um, donations and, and generous partners that we have, is we've been able to secure rent immediately. If, if something's available, a house is available, we'll go ahead and secure it even if we don't know the family that will live there. And sometimes we've had to wait a week or two, you know, before we know of a family who's arriving. Um, But then that landlord would take that that house off the market and, and, you know, allow us, we can go in and we'll set the house up. And that has worked beautifully. They walk in, this is yours, you know, and everything's set up. And now you can start over. So that's, again, just really appreciated the opportunity to be in a position where we can do that um, because it means the world to them and, and, and just, you
2: know, the ability to start now, to start over. Well, we'll be sure to include some information on world relief and how to get in touch in our program notes. If you're listening and you're a landlord or if you have any leads on supportive landlords, we would love to hear from you.
0: This is um, such a learning for, I think, all of us, especially me. I just uh, can't imagine the amount of collaboration with other organizations and all the funding uh, that needs to happen to go into all this. Uh, tell us about this effort in the community that's, that needs to come together. All
1: different, all different sectors. And we just, again, just so thankful and appreciative of the partners we do have. We, um, World Relief has a quarterly um, meeting. And, um, we've had it more frequently. It's of all of our partners who are involved in this effort get together, and we talk about you know numbers and and who's here and does anybody have any um you know challenges they want to talk about? Just just really keep people abreast and and informed of what's going on. And so that's a great, um, just a great venue for, for all of us to talk about refugee resettlement and how that's happening. And so again, many of our partners, the benefit providers, medical providers, school systems, um, in addition to many more on that call. So that's, that's one segment, kind of our collaboration as the service providers, you know, then we also have our partners and in terms of volunteers and churches you know and, and have orientations for them we talk about culture we talk about history of Afghanistan we talk about you know why people are here how you can serve them what questions not to ask you know th- those types of things just really prepare them well for that serve but again such an an important sector in, in terms of, of how we provide these services community foundation and our community partners and our, you know, who provide us with some of the financial means to allow us to buy groceries before their benefits kick in. Cause they are all on food share when they start. So, you know, there's all those little needs that are, that, that need to be um, covered also. So it's just a community collaborative effort and everybody has a part and a piece of that. And I think, you know, when everybody starts to see the benefits of it also, you know, and and I think like the Hmong, when we look at the Hmong culture and, and our Hmong community members and how they've contributed to the vibrancy of our community, professionals, leaders, government, restaurants, businesses. We have that to look forward to from every community that we welcome and we receive. And again, everybody who's a part of that initial beginning reception, you know, is going to, to. we're all going to to share the benefits um, together of, of what this, you know, what, the, what this resettlement and this welcome experience
2: means to us. That's really beautiful, Tammy, just how everyone is coming together and contributing in different ways And I imagine it's a lot of magic behind the scenes at World Relief from your staff and volunteers to make it all come together. Um, Let's talk a a little bit here as we wrap up our time together about how our listeners can get involved. What can they do to help create a welcoming experience for these families as they resettle to the community? Great question.
1: Learn, you know, learn as much as you can about why people are here, the history of Afghanistan. You know, one one thing we talk a lot about, even in, as a staff, because we have so much to learn, too. You never, you know, first of all, you need to treat every person as an individual. We, we all need to do that. So we do use generalizations, because sometimes that helps at least take some steps, you know, and, and move forward. But again, everybody is, is an individual, and every experience is different, and everybody has their own experience and their own story. And I would encourage everyone everybody to learn as much as we, they can. And, and our staff is involved with it on a daily basis, and we still have conversations. What could we have done better? What could we have learned differently? Um, because it's so important that we all maintain a posture of learning um, and receiving um, continually. So I would encourage that for every one of us in our community, in every situation. You know, it's not just as, even if I have somebody who moved next door from Iowa, <laughs> you know, be, be friendly and learn about them. And why are they they here? So I think that that's something that um, I wish we all would do. And then just, you know, don't make judgment. Sometimes culture, we, we, we view things from our cultural perspective and it's not right or wrong, but that's how we like to see things is right or wrong and sometimes place judgment on things. So I would say, you know, try and, and, and open your perspective and, and and broaden, yeah, you know, um, your, your perspective also, and just not make judgments, but try and, and um see the goodness in the differences of people and that it's not always right or wrong or good or bad, but it's just different and treat people like you would like to be treated. That That's, you know, that's something I think we teach our kids and we need to be reminded as
0: adults sometimes also. So, yeah. Excellent reminder. Thank you so much, Tammy. And I, I, I know that you're going to have these learnings as more and more families come. And uh, we'd like to hear more about that. And we'd love to have you back on a uh, future episode of this podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Just appreciate this opportunity. And again, all you do, you guys are wonderful.
0: Oh, thank you. And you know, we're going to have all of the links to World Relief Fox Valley and many other links so that you can begin learning. And uh, we'll have those on our program notes today for this episode. We'll check back in with Tammy in a future episode. Thank you for listening, and please consider what you've heard here today and how you might get involved as a volunteer or as a financial supporter. You can check out our program notes for more information and links to World Relief Fox Valley. You can also subscribe to this podcast and get all of our episodes delivered to you on demand. Just go to our website, cffoxvalley.org, look for the podcast link on our homepage, and click there to get Voices from the Valley wherever you get your audio. We'll see you next time on Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region.